At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. the green zone right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado on this Saturday, February 26. James, great to be back with you again, my friend. Of course, I was uh, out of town last weekend after the football season came to a close. Have you finally been able to put football aside and start diving into basketball and hockey and golf and, and hopefully baseball? Well, I would say I'm not diving in, Brady. <laughs> I'm just I'm getting my foot in there. I'm getting that size 10 into the waters ever so slowly. I think we we know and from our time during the NFL season with the Pro Football Blitz the entirety of the season, I probably bet, I mean, I had a terrific season, but I probably bet way beyond my means when it comes to the volume or the size of the bets that I was doing. So I'm dialing that back, especially when we're just starting to step back into getting, getting introduced to college basketball. I think I was so immersed within the NFL season that, especially for me, Brady, it's the same approach that I take with most sports. Um, college basketball is very similar for me with the NFL. It's an eye test sport for me. So through the NFL season, very locked in for the duration of that grind of a, of a season in the NFL. Same thing here for college. Now just getting the toes wet. Had a few plays last weekend, dipping around, have a couple plays going today, have one that's going to tip off here shortly as well. Yeah, me about the same, James. Of course, we were so heavy into the NFL all season long during the pro football blitz. And then golf started up, and I started to dive into that pretty heavy uh, about a month ago or so when they teed off at Torrey Pines. And and I'm like you. I'm now really starting to focus on college basketball as well. I can't wait. Uh, you know, obviously, we're in late February here and not that far away from conference championships. So uh, definitely getting in the mood for college basketball, and hopefully we will get baseball here soon. We've got college basketball just underway in the ACC. Duke at Syracuse. Duke opened as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 151-and-a-half. The Blue Devils are coming off of a win at Virginia, a game in which they did not cover the number. I was actually on Virginia, one of my first college basketball bets of the season. Uh, Syracuse is off of a loss to Notre Dame, James. The Orange lost to Duke by 20 points last month in Durham and no real movement on this line. It closed in favor of Duke minus seven and a half with a total of 151 and a half. Is this one of the games that you dabbled in? 
I did not. I thought about it. I thought about leaning towards the taking the number there with Syracuse plus the seven and a half. But ultimately, I stayed away from this game. A very sentimental game in this respect for both Coach K going in his last time in the Carrier Dome, going up against Jim Beheim. Now, those two coaches are number one and number two all time as the most winning and coaches, most winningest coaches in the history of college basketball. So going to be interesting just from that standpoint. They're both very good friends. They've been around the game for decades and 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 i think here thinking about what you talked about duke did beat the orange back in back in duke by 20 back on january 22nd and was looking at the syracuse roster and we know it's a three-point shooting team uh, but the issues are going to be on the interior and i think without their center jesse edwards in there to to try to stem the tide with some of some of the duke bigs to get in there and bang on those offensive glass because anytime you're talking about that two three zone yes we know that's a staple of what jim Beheim has been doing throughout his tenure there in syracuse but the biggest weakness to me against the two three zone is for that defense they don't have a blockout assignment and I think the lack of consistency on the defensive side for rebound we saw that against Notre Dame the other night they got hammered on the glass were out rebounded 41 to 28 gave up 11 offensive boards in that 10 point loss to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on Wednesday I just feel like for for Bonchetto he's he's really struggled has the Duke forward and one of the lottery picks coming out in this year's NBA draft he struggled late Maybe he's hitting a little bit of that wall. Uh, struggled shooting the basketball. Less than 50% in seven out of his last nine games from the floor. But I think we're going to see Bonchetto be able to get a lot of putbacks today. I think it's going against that thin front line for that Syracuse team. That was what got me off of it. I think there's going to be a lot of second chance opportunities for Duke. And eventually the talent and the depth will pull away in that game. So I laid off. Yeah, it feels like a down year for Syracuse for sure. The defense isn't really what we're used to out of Jim Bay squads. By the way, elsewhere in the ACC, Virginia gets a bucket in the final seconds here to take a 63-61 to lead over Florida State. The Seminoles will have the basketball with just one second left in regulation. Texas Tech at TCU. You know, the Horn Frogs had been on a nice little run as of late, and then they were dumped by Texas earlier in the week by nine points. Texas Tech is coming off of a big win over Oklahoma. They stomped the Sooners by 24 points. The Red Raiders opened up as five-point favorites in this game with a total of 131.5. The consensus number has gone towards the TCU Horn Frogs now at minus 4.5, but I am still seeing 5.5 out there as well. So depending on who you like in this game, now they're just about to tip off. They may be underway. It could be off the board now. But as far as the close, James, I've got Texas Tech's minus 4.5 and 131 for your total. Like I say, TCU's been playing pretty well, but I think Texas Tech is a real class act. Absolutely. Texas Tech, they, they've won seven out of the last eight, like you talked about their last game, really just laying it to the Sooners. And it's all about the defense for the Red Raiders, holding the Sooners in that matchup to just 42 points. So no look ahead, no letdown whatsoever for the Red Raiders. This team, this is what I like to look for. Oh, those last couple few weeks before they get into March, what is the momentum? How is this team playing? Sometimes we see what a team looks like in November is typically not what we're going to see out of these young kids 
kids and a college basketball team, and especially a team that's had to go through the transitions that the Red Raiders have with the coaching staff, uh, not the same team that we saw early in the season. And I think now going on the road here, TCU, I mean, they've got to put together a full 40-minute game. I watched that game the other night at Texas, and they were nine and a half, eight and a half, nine, depending on where you, you saw the closing number there with the Longhorns being the home favorite. TCU had a lead, a 10-point lead in that second half, but just couldn't sustain. And it really just Texas was able to get what they wanted on the interior and then opened up for some some perimeter shots from the Longhorns. And, and ultimately here, I think for TCU, they've lost four out of their last five, and it's a killer stretch for them. They had uh, started conference play pretty well, getting over above 500, but then, like I said, lost the last four out of five, and this is how they're going to close out the season in conference play, Brady. Taking on the Red Raiders here shortly, they're going to have then follow with a home-and-home series against the Jayhawks and then finish out the season next Saturday in Morgantown to face Huggy Bear and the and the West, West Virginia Mountaineers. That's going to be a tough stretch for TCU. I don't think TCU wins any of those games. I don't think they win today. I didn't lay the five here with Texas Tech. Maybe we'll get involved in game. Should be coming up here shortly as Florida State pulls out the win late over Virginia, 64-63. I didn't see if it was a buzzer beater or what happened it here. It was, but James. Florida, it was. Florida it, State's it, bouncing around. Tell us what happened with Florida yeah, State. Yeah, February madness indeed. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Virginia had a two-point lead, 63-61, with one second left on the clock. Florida State is inbounded the ball from under their own basket, threw it farther than half court, threw it about three quarters of the way down court. The guy catches it and pops it up and drains it at the horn. Mm. And Florida State wins it 64 to 63 over Virginia. They were underdogs in that ball game. Now, probably neither of these teams are going to be dancing this year, but that's certainly some good momentum heading into the ACC tournament for the Seminoles. Well, and the Seminoles have been dealing with so many injuries over the course of the last few weeks and just been so shorthanded. Obviously, for the momentum going into the tournament, huge win for them, but more so on the other side. Just thinking about Virginia. I mean, tough loss the other night to Duke. I was on that one as well, plus the five and a half with the Who's at home and had to sweat that one out late. Some big three-point shots from from the young guard for Virginia to keep them in it through the course of 40 minutes. But, you know, that's a, that's a devastating loss right now for Virginia to lose that game to Florida State, who's been dealing with so many injuries over the last month or so in ACC play. Yeah, I, I think we know when you talk about Virginia, you know what you're going to see out of Bennett's team. It's going to be that defense, pack line defense. They, they it's it's the identity and that's what i look forward to when we start rolling into march do teams have have they created their identity have they adopted the identity of said team from last year and i think i think a team for virginia who really struggles on the interior to score it really comes down to clark having to make shots i I think that's man that's a killer loss right there for 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 the virginia for the virginia team at home in a sense feeling like they had that game wrapped up i saw him with a significant lead earlier when i had this game on the tv here brady that's a tough loss for virginia yeah it really is because they played pretty darn well against Duke the other night and then to come back with that performance, a team they should beat in Florida State, uh, that is a tough one for Virginia 
Virginia indeed. By the way, Texas Tech underway with TCU, and we're all tied at seven with under 17 minutes left to go in that ballgame. Also underway, uh, the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers hosting Wisconsin. Good afternoon, Big Ten showdown here. Rutgers opened as a two-point favorite, James, with a total of 131.5, and the Badgers seeking revenge here over Rutgers, who lost to the Scarlet Knights 73-65 to just a couple of weeks ago. Wisconsin is in off of a win over Minnesota, and Rutgers is in off of a loss to Michigan. Uh, the side did not move much here. Rutgers closed as a two-point favorite. The total saw a little bit of money towards the under at 131, and early in this contest at the 16-minute mark on an under pace so far, just 5-2 to two in favor of the Badgers. And I'm on the I'm on the Rutgers side. I'm on the home side here. The Rutgers 13 and two this season. We know it's always a tough place to play going into Jersey, and that's for Wisconsin. Yeah, they're looking to bounce back from that loss a couple weeks back in Madison that they suffered to the Scarlet Knights. I love Johnny Davis for the Wisconsin Badger team. I think the the kid's such a gamer, such a competitor, and a really crafty player in the mid range game. Kind of a lost art in this day and age of college basketball. But aside from Johnny Davis, there's not much I really like about this Wisconsin team. So. I did. I laid the money line, laying a dollar forty with Rutgers at home. All right, just about a minute and a half left. Make it a minute and fifteen seconds left. Auburn down by ten to the Tennessee Volunteers, sixty-three fifty-three. We'll continue with college basketball talk right here on the Green Zone when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in the round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg's Hoops Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to Visa through April the 5th for only $19. That's all available at vcin.com 
slash madness. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the green zone. Just about a minute left between Tennessee and Auburn up in Knoxville. 63 to 56 and make that 63 to 59 as it looks like Auburn buries a three with under a minute left in that ball game. Time to shift over and talk a little NBA basketball. We want to welcome in Alex Schiffer to the program. He covers the Brooklyn Nets for the Athletic New York City and also the Athletic NBA. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex double underscore Schiffer. Alex, thank you very much for joining the program. And let's talk about your Brooklyn Nets. They will be in Milwaukee tonight to take on the Bucks, the defending champions. And I wanted to know what you're feeling like the mood is in the locker room there in Brooklyn, Alex. Uh, this team out here in Las Vegas is still one of the favorites to win the Eastern Conference, if not even the NBA championship. And I just don't feel it as far as the chemistry. I mean, we hardly saw the big three together. Now they exchange part of that big three. Ben Simmons coming in in exchange for James Harden. Um, in your mind, is this team absolutely still a dangerous team to make some noise in the postseason? Yeah, I definitely think two things can be true. I think they're still a dangerous team to make a run in the postseason. And I also think right now the eye test and their recent uh, – their recent play could suggest otherwise too, right? I mean, they're down Kevin Durant tonight's Kyrie Irving's first game in two weeks and Ben Simmons is still ramping up and they get Goran Dragic tonight too. So, I mean, they're definitely far from their finished product, but if they get their act together in time for the postseason and in the postseason, they can still make a deep run for sure. Alex, so thinking about that, the new big three, whenever we actually see Ben Simmons on the floor and, and how that's going to work out with the, with the vaccination status in New York City and when, when we'll actually be able to see Kyrie Irving play there in Brooklyn and then KD having to come off of his injury as well, plus the fact that give us a, a sense of where this team is right now just from a roster standpoint. All the different moves that we made, Joe Harris, is he going to be able to come back? So, I was reading he may have another have to have an additional surgery on that ankle and that probably would take him out for the remainder of the season. Where is the health and the status of this new roster for the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, so Steve Nash said today that he expects Kevin Durant to play within the next week. I think it'll be one of these next two games against Toronto after tonight. I thought there was a chance he comes back to play tonight. Steve Nash said it wasn't a conversation. So it seems like Monday or Tuesday might be when he gets the green light. Uh, as you mentioned, Joe Harris, it seems like we're all waiting for word any day as to whether or not he'll need that second operation. I will see what happens. I'm obviously not a doctor, but the, the longer this goes, the, the less optimistic I feel like you have to feel. Um, ben Simmons is still ramping up. I think he's a bit of a ways from his debut. You know, Steve Nash said today, shoot around that his, um, his, he's yet to do a high intensity workout, which is essentially, you know, play pickup or scrimmage with them in practice. And they need to usually have see guys respond well to a few of those, string a few of those together before they take the court. He hasn't even played in one yet. So I think we're, we're looking at a, you know, a while before he plays. And, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Eric Adams said that he is hoping to lift the mandate in a few weeks or it, soon. He hasn't given a hard timeline. And right now Kyrie Irving is still, you know, tonight will mark his first game in two weeks. And, you know, people can say whatever they want about, uh, about the, mandate changing, but as of right now, it hasn't. So this is the reality that's after working in, in the present right now and in, in reality and, and not in what could be coming down the pipe. So we'll see if and when that changes.
Alex, in your mind, you know, we te- we keep talking about, uh, you know, when this is going to happen, if this is going to happen. Let's say, I mean, there's only about 20 games left in the regular season. Let's say uh, all the parts are in place for the final 10 games of the regular season or something like that. This team is currently in the eighth hole in the Eastern Conference, so it's not like they're, you know, a number one seed or anything like that. Can they put it all together if it is 10 games or whatever it is? Are they able to find, you know, we talk about in the playoffs, can a team flip the switch? It would seem like Brooklyn would have to flip the switch and have pretty instant chemistry with all their parts in order. I agree. I think they would need to be extremely quick learners. And, you know, you mentioned that eight feet spot. I mean, if you look at the standings, I have a hard time seeing the Nets get as high as six. I almost think that a realistic goal for the rest of the season and this home and away back to back they have against Toronto Monday, Tuesday will be a big help toward that is to just get to the seventh seed and have the play-in game at home. Because if they have to go to Toronto, Kyrie Irving is ineligible. They're not, if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed in the city. So as a visitor, so they, you know, I, I still think assuming he's playing by then, a Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, what duo could probably beat the Ra- the Raptors in the plane, especially with you know the way Kevin's been this season, but you still want all hands on deck for the playoffs. Right. So I, uh, I I think in terms of the standings, the goal should be for them to get just home court advantage for the play-in and then go from there. And then we'll see, you know, this, is there a world in which things, you know, a domino, domino effect gets into the sixth seed maybe and out of the play-in, we'll see. But, yeah, you're, you're asking for a lot to go their way in a very short amount of time and, and be quick learners throughout the playoffs where they have to go against, you know, there'll be a low seed. They're going to have to go against through the top three seeds. You know, Miami has continuity and, and depth as does Milwaukee, Chicago has some too, you know, that that's a tall task for them to knock out the top three seeds while learning on the fly on their way to the finals. Alex, so let's stay in the East. Let's talk about the other side of that trade. We talked about Ben Simmons and where this roster is for the Brooklyn Nets. Let's flip it now to the Philadelphia 76ers and James Harden in particular. Uh, And thinking about how do you see from what you saw last year with James Harden coming in and being the original big three there in Brooklyn and and the facilitator role that he took on. I mean, he's, he's got terrific ball skills when it comes to handling the basketball, shooting the basketball, but we really saw him take the lead as the, as the facilitator in a sense, uh, running the offense in Brooklyn and, and really double digits in assists almost nightly for for Brooklyn in that last year. How do you see him fitting in now with MB? Different style of play there in Philadelphia. Do you see those skills translating over for hard? Had a good debut last night with the Sixers, uh, but is that something that can be sustainable with what you saw from Harden last year with the Nets to now having to play with Embiid and the Sixers? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm i not surprised that he looked as good as he did last night. You know, I expected him to kind of put on a show. I mean, you know, from a, from a personnel standpoint, he was struggling. He was upset with the way the Nets had a, a non-shooter heavy roster at times this season, and, and that's a struggle for him to space the floor and operate. I mean, Phil, you know, you could space the floor with Embiid as a, you know, the best big man in the NBA right now outside of Jokic. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey, they still have some shooting there. They, um you know, the T Sable is a nice defensive weapon for them. So I think they have the personnel to make it work. Um, I'm just curious to see, you know, I mean, the hamstring is weird. How much of that? I mean, obviously they shut him down before the trade, but still that he needed time to rehab that. Does that flare up again? Or is, is that uh, a moot thing now? Um, you know, they're going to have some growing pains too. So I think it could be a really good fit for them, but I'm, I'm skeptical just based on the, the ending in Brooklyn to, to kind of go all in on them. 
Alex, what about the contest tonight? I remember last season, these were great matchups down the stretch and in the postseason between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. Of course, the Brooklyn Nets at full strength during that time last season. Not so much the case here as we've spelled out in the program, but uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, a pretty heavy favorite tonight at home. Nine and a half points, the margin there. They're expected to beat the Brooklyn Nets by with a high total, expecting a lot of points out here in Las Vegas as well the total at 237. How do you see this game playing out? I mean, the point spread would tell you it looks like a Milwaukee blowout. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me, honestly. I mean, you know, they, they get Kyrie back tonight. Goran Dragic is making his team debut, but they're going to watch his minutes. Um, and then it's a lot of the same supporting cast that you've kind of gotten a mixed bag out of lately. So, you know, the, the Bucks, I believe, are fully healthy, except for Brooke Lopez and... Um, Oh, now the name's the other name's escaping me. But their their injury reports cleaner than the Nets. Obviously, they have their full guns ready to go. Whereas the Nets is just Kyrie. You know, well, Goran Dragic's first game in months, and we'll see with the the role players. So yeah, it it wouldn't stun me if the game is competitive down the stretch. But I, you know, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And and it makes sense for the the Bucks to cover and and probably handedly too. All right, Mr. Schiffer, thank you very much for the update on the Brooklyn Nets and the NBA. We look forward to talking with you maybe a little later on in the season and enjoy your Saturday night, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys, as always. All right. That is Alex Schiffer. He writes for The Athletic NBA and Athletic NYC. And again, you can follow him on Twitter at Alex double underscore Schiffer. And what are your thoughts? I'll ask you on the other side, James, your thoughts real quick about the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, it seems like that interview, all three of us were kind of skeptical of this team, yet Vegas still has them pretty high on the odds board to not only win the conference, but possibly the NBA championship. We'll get into some more college basketball when we come back as well right here on the green zone with v sin the sports betting network Start on your college hoops tournament betting with VEASAN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th with six hours of free live video streaming on VEASAN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VEASAN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early values. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Coops experts on Sunday, March 13th, 6 p.m. Eastern for free at vcin.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas back with you. I am live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. James Salinas via Denver, Colorado, keeping an eye on some college hoops as we wind down the regular season and get ready for conference championships back and forth between TCU and Texas Tech. And right now, the Horn Frogs with a 23-20 lead with just about eight minutes left in the first half there. And boy, at the Carrier Dome, Mike Krzyzewski making the most of his last trip to that building, Mr. Salinas. 36-13. to 13. They are routing the Orange currently with about nine minutes to go in the first half there. 
Duke's had every shot they want, whether it's on the interior or on the outside. I mean, this is, we talked about it at the open. This is just not your typical Syracuse, especially with the 2-3 zone. Usually we're used to seeing the, the, those wings out there, really long, athletic, high hands, really get to the closeout to shooters quickly in that 2-3 zone. But, you know, he's got a couple of his boys playing out there, and they're maybe not quite as tall and as as quick out to the ball as said teams in the past when we're talking about the defense for Syracuse and ultimately right now I mean Duke has had every not only is it it's we're gonna see teams get hot they knock down shots but it's really the quality of the shots how open are those shots and right now for Duke they have they're 13 out of 15 Brady collectively from the floor seven out of nine from the three-point land I mean they are just having every open look they're getting any shot they want right now against that Syracuse defense yeah you mentioned the seven three-pointers and they've also had a couple of easy ones down low a lot of dunks so it's either at the rim or from long range for the Blue Devils and they are taking it to Syracuse right now Wisconsin uh, making a nice run over Rutgers early in this ball game under seven minutes left to go in the first half there and and the Badgers out in front of the Scarlet Knights, 24 to 13. Your in-game line has now flipped to the Badgers in the role of the favorite, minus six and a half. Your total has dipped down to 125 and a half. Of course, Rutgers closed as a two-point favorite in this ball game. Uh, James, of course, we were talking in the last segment about the Brooklyn Nets with Alex Schiffer, and I just quickly wanted to get your opinion. I think you could probably hear it in my line of questioning. I'm skeptical of this team, and, you know, Alex kind of alluded to it, too. They've got a very little amount of time to get all their guns back in order, all their players back on the floor at the same time, and then turn it around and try to establish that chemistry and playoff winning basketball. I I just don't see it happening. I know Kevin Durant's probably the best player in the world, but I I just don't know if it matters if he has, you know, moving parts all around him that he can't necessarily have been comfortable with for the last month or more. Yeah, it's a complete makeover from the team that we saw last year and even the team that they started out with this season. I I agree, Brady. I think it's too hard considering the fact that eventually you're going to see Ben Simmons out there on the floor. I mean, the fact that he's still having to work himself in shape. I mean, what has he been doing? Does he have some play? He's just been hanging out, uh, sitting, I don't know, he's been sitting on the couch watching NBA, having pounding some beers and brats. I don't know what he's been doing. You still have to find your legs right now. Tells you right there. He really, I don't know if he thought he was going to play this season because he definitely wasn't working hard at. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to turn it around. He's going to get himself in shape and become the player out there and compete at a high level going into the playoffs. I mean, this is a, this is a new marriage, Brady, for this roster for the Brooklyn Nets, and it's going to be a short honeymoon i mean they're gonna have to work through this new courtship out there collectively you talked about the chemistry they're gonna have to do it in real time and it's really gonna happen during the playoffs i think they'll be one of the play-in teams but even you get through that or you're gonna either play the especially if they end up playing a team like miami now a team like chicago a lot of new faces on there and the chicago bulls have had a, a, a great season thus far sitting tied atop the eastern conference right now at the miami heat but you have to go face either if you're gonna have to face one of those top seeds and i don't know if it's gonna be chicago i think their schedule is pretty challenging Depending on where they end up, are they going to be that eight seed, that seven seed? Who do they match up with in that first round? You're going to have to learn in real time, considering they've only got roughly a month of the season to go. Not only have to work through their injuries, but then have to work together out there on the floor. We know it's NBA basketball, and a lot of times it gets dominated by the best players out there, and it's a lot of isolation basketball and a three-point shooting contest is what NBA games end up turning into. But it's going to take this team too long. I don't think they're going to be able to figure it out, Brady, once they get to the playoffs. 
playoffs. Just not enough time for this team to be able to gel from a chemistry standpoint. About seven and a half minutes left at Syracuse in the first half, and Duke is up 41 to 13. They are a 27 and a half point favorite in the live market. 24 to 23, Texas Tech leading uh, TCU with about seven and a half minutes left in the first half there. The Red Raiders have dropped to a three and a half point favorite in the live market, and Alabama taking care of business at home against South Carolina, 33 to 20. They went off as 11 point favorites and in the live market have now moved to 17 and a half point favorites. The total in this game way up there at 156 and a half in the live market. James, let's talk about some college basketball conference futures. And I mentioned Alabama and South Carolina. Let's start in the SEC, the Auburn Tigers are the favorite, and this number may have changed after they just lost moments ago to the Tennessee Volunteers in Knoxville. Auburn at minus 500 to win this conference. Tennessee, the team that got the Tigers at plus 750. Kentucky at 9-1, to and Arkansas, who got a huge win over the Kentucky Wildcats earlier today, at 15-1 to for the Razorbacks to win the SEC. And right now, yeah, those numbers are going to change. You mentioned the Tigers dropping off. Arkansas now going to be, depending on how they look at these, these, and that's one of the things we have to think about for the conference for the regular season, Brady. Every conference is doing it a little bit differently. Some are doing it just based on standard wins and losses, standard tiebreaker heads, you know, head up head up tiebreakers, that type of thing, and other ones are doing it by the winning percentage, so because we know COVID has still played an issue with team schedules, so each each conference is doing it differently, but yeah, right now for Auburn, they, they let that lead, they had a lead in the second half and let that slip away to Tennessee. Obviously, Tennessee locked them down. We've seen that out of Auburn struggle late in games to be able to execute, and it starts with the guards. I don't know why we don't see uh, that, that power forward Smith being able to get the ball more in crunch time, but I think for a team like Arkansas, they played incredibly well. We know that at home, 16-1 and so far this season playing at home. Auburn's been just as good, if not better, at 15-0 and at home, but thinking about where this team stands, yeah, I mean, Arkansas, those numbers are going to change, and it's they're going to have a better opportunity here knowing that they're probably in this case here tied in the tied they're going to be tied both at 12 or at 13 and 4 I think will Auburn will fall to I believe yeah I think there's still an opportunity for Arkansas I have to look at that schedule but Arkansas I love the way that they've been playing at home and that the the, the two players for them I mean just the the competitiveness that we see both that uh, uh, JD Note and Jalen Williams in particular on the interior Williams was able to take off take Shibway off the dribble today they pulled him out and a lot of one-on-ones from the top of the key and Shibway was getting beat off the bounce and Williams has been tremendous really I think Jalen Williams is the heart and soul of that team on both ends of the floor he's taken 45 charges this year as well. I really like what we've seen out of Arkansas so far this season with Muthelman's club. You know, I have a future on the Razorbacks to win it all, and I bet it early in the season, and I got it at 50 to 1, and it turned out not long after that it was really a bad number because they started out in conference play pretty poorly, and I think that got all the way to above triple digits, maybe 110 or 125 to 1, but now that ticket is starting to look a lot better. I think it's 13 out of 14 that Arkansas has now won, and it was earlier this week that they went on the road to 
Gainesville to take on a Florida team that was pretty hot. The Florida team had just come off of their win over the Auburn Tigers, and Arkansas was able to get it done. That was the first time, I believe, in their last 15 trips to Gainesville that they won on the road there at Florida. So, And, you know, when I made that bet, James, it was really a lot of what I saw last year out of Eric Musselman and this team. I just think he is a tournament coach who's going to be there late in the game. And they're going to defend, and they're going to be able to defend on the perimeter, and they'll be able to defend on the interior with Jalen Williams. Now, I know I know Shibway had a big day today again on the offensive glass for Kentucky, and they're going to get that. I think Kentucky, they've, they've got so many guys that can beat their man off the dribble and create help, and that's where I think Shibway comes over for a lot of those offensive boards because of the the weak side help having to step over. But uh, I just, I'm really impressed with, with Note as well as Jalen Williams. Not so much offensively. They're terrific offensive players, but the defensive side, this team is really bought in to what Musselman preaches. And we know that what you're going to see out of a, an Eric Musselman team, that is the identity wherever he goes. That team has to defend. If you don't defend, you're going to be, you're not going to see minutes on the floor. And that's what I really love about Arkansas, especially getting these tight games, second half, not only now in conference play, but we get into March in the big dance. They're going to be a tough out. Yeah, they are certainly one of the teams in the country that is peaking at the right time. They will just need to sustain it in the SEC Conference Tournament and then the dance going forward. When we come back, we'll look at the futures markets for conference championships around the around the nation in the Power Five conferences right here on the Green Zone at VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. The Duke Blue Devils now up on Syracuse 48 to 23. Their in in line or their live line has dipped a little bit to 24 and a half. They were as big as 27 and a half point favorites in the live market, but it looks like Syracuse is starting to make this 
a little bit less embarrassing here. Texas Tech starting to run away from TCU late in the first half, about three minutes there before the break, and they are up on the Horn Frogs, 36-29. to And also St. Joseph's leading St. Bonaventures with about two and a half minutes left to go in the first half there, 22-20. to uh, James, we, of course, talked about uh, some conference futures for the SEC. Let's move over to the Big Ten. Certainly a pretty deep conference in college basketball this year, as it usually is. Uh, but the Purdue Boilermakers are the favorite to close out the regular season as the conference champion at minus 180. Wisconsin, the Badgers, currently in action today at Rutgers. They're at plus 150. And then a couple of long shots with Ohio State and Illinois at 50-1. to 1. I kind of like this Illinois team. 50 to 1 seems like a really big price, but uh, this is probably a market I'm not going to jump in on. No, I don't think so. I mean, we gotta, we can dig into what what is this, and I, I think these numbers are going to change. We saw Purdue lost at Michigan State late today and a uh, really competitive game, and I think that's what we expect when we see teams like this, especially closing out the remainder of this week for the Big Ten schedule. What are these numbers going to look like when it comes down to if Wisconsin right now on the road has a 10-point lead at Rutgers, at down to 8-point lead, but it's leading on the road as they're getting closer to halftime here. Right now, Wisconsin, ha- if they win this game, they'll have the best. They'll be at the top of the standings in the Big Ten. And if you start looking down here at this schedule, this really, the, the, the huge game to me, the, the key to this the key to this number, if you're looking in place a bet here, is Wisconsin. They're going to be hosting Purdue on Tuesday. That's that may come down to with if they win this if they win this basketball game, they're going to be in first place. They beat Purdue on Tuesday at home. That should pretty much for the most part wrap up the regular season title here for in my mind I think for the for, at least put them in really good position. It's trying to stretch this out. The the remaining game is going to be for for Wisconsin playing at home against Nebraska. So ultimately that could pretty much be a layup. I think the big 10 is going to come down to for the regular season champion going to come down to Tuesday with Wisconsin having that edge playing at home against the Boilermakers. Yep, absolutely. And that ought to be a good one. Let's move over to the big 12 and Kansas is a very heavy favorite to get yet another conference championship at minus five fifty. Texas tech at six to one. They are in action right now with TCU Baylor at eight to one. And then the Longhorns of Texas at 300 to one, you would expect Kansas should be able to close this out as well. Yeah, and I think for Kansas, big game tonight here coming up in, in roughly an hour going into Baylor and winning that game. That's going to be a tough game for, for Kansas, but then you look at the remaining part of their schedule to close out their conference play and really not too, too challenged. The, the, I think for looking at their schedule right now, I think the the this is going to be their biggest challenge going on the road at Baylor. Oh, Bill, Baylor's kind of banged up. We want to see what the status of Cryer is going into this game. I may get involved with that depending on what his status is coming in for the Baylor in the backcourt. But then they're going to have a home-and-home home against TCU and then close out in at Kansas against Texas. Very favorable schedule here for Kansas. I just can't see anybody else being able to come in. I, I don't see maybe there's one loss here for Kansas if they if they lose here at Baylor, but too big of a lead right now for Kansas to dump it, especially when you look at the remainder of their schedule. Yeah, I, I think the game tonight is really what's going to decide this, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Baylor was able to get the win, James. You mentioned the injuries that they've had, but they do only have five losses on the entire year overall. 
football. And uh, they're looking for revenge as well, as they were absolutely embarrassed by the Jayhawks not long ago. I would expect Baylor to show up tonight. And, you know, if you're going to make a bet on anybody other than Kansas in this market here, then you may want to bet on the Baylor Bears getting you some help tonight. Yeah, and I think for Baylor, for me to get involved, I'm looking at LJ Cryer. I mean, he's their best shooter by far, 47% from three-point range. And we know they've got some depth there with Flagler, who's a terrific shooter, although he's been dealing with a knee injury. He had a great game the other night at Oklahoma State, and, but it's been James Akinju. That's, Akinju has really struggled to shoot the basketball, just shooting 30% over the course of the last 11 games. That's where it's going to come down for Baylor because no, not having JT, JTT any longer in the interior for the Baylor Bears, I think that's a big loss as well. So just the injury bug has really hit the Bears over the last couple of weeks. I think it's just going to be a tall order. Maybe they pull off this upset tonight against Kansas, but for Kansas, they'd have to lose multiple games in conference play and what the, the schedule that we looked at there with a home-and-home home series with TCU and finishing up at home against Texas, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't think the Longhorns will be able to go in into Lawrence and upset the Jayhawks. It's possible, but you're right. I think just too big of a lead there and uh, some pretty uh, favorable scheduling spots for Kansas down the stretch there in the regular season of Big 12 Conference play. If we look to the Atlantic 10 Conference, Davidson is on top at minus 225 to go ahead and take the crown. Dayton, the Flyers at plus 275, and then Virginia Commonwealth at 6-1. to one. I was just checking for the score here, James. It was e- I believe it was either Dayton or Davidson that lost today. Uh, we'll have to check that score. Let me I'm see if I can I'm find it to, here. I'm trying to pull this one up here right now, too. And thinking about Davidson, I mean, we know that's uh, Davidson. They, Davidson won today. They they beat Fordham handily. They 66-45 win Maybe it was at Dayton home then. for Davidson. So it could have been Dayton. I'm pulling up their schedule now, too. And I think that's the challenge on Saturdays here, Brady. There is, what, we have 130, 140. I don't even know how many games are in the rotation. There it is. Dayton it, lost just, to LaSalle. Oh, wow. Not a good yes. loss for the Flyers there. So now Davidson nope. probably becomes even a bigger favorite to win the A-10. Yes, absolutely. And it may not. And for that, for that matter here, Dayton does get to play Davidson at home to close out the regular season in the A-10. But at this point here, they may be already too far out of it. They still have to play at Richmond on Tuesday before they have that home matchup to finish out the season against Davidson. The TCU Horn Frogs with just three and a half seconds left before the halftime break trail Texas Tech 41 to 33 and Wisconsin up on Rutgers 33 to 24. They are now at the halftime break. Your in-game total all the way down to 124 and a half there between the Scarlet Knights and the Badgers. Finally, we wrap up with the Mountain West Conference. And James, I tell you what, I've been pretty darn impressed with the Mountain West Conference as far as basketball this year. They might get four teams into the tournament, and that's kind of surprising. You know, it seems like this conference is often overlooked, but they've got some good clubs in here. Boise State just pulled off the season sweep of San Diego State earlier this week. San Diego State at 100 to one to win this conference. Boise State is the favorite at minus 275. And then you've got Wyoming, a good club at plus 270. And Colorado State out of Fort Collins, not too far from you there, James, at seven to one to win the Mountain West. Well, and thinking of Boise, we know this is a, a team they're going to defend you, but they definitely struggle to score at times. And 
this is not going to be an easy schedule for Boise to close out the season. Uh, you think about where they're at right now, and I, and I, I agree. I think, you know, I th- I, for San Diego State, maybe that's the team, and, and I'm probably still a little stung with San Diego State because of how they that first-round game last year when they played Syracuse. I had a pretty good position on San Diego State <laughs> in that matchup, and Mr. Beheim just absolutely lit them up, and they made no adjustments to get out there and deny him the ball, but that's last year. We're moving on to 2022 college basketball here. Brady, but it's still this is still a challenging schedule for Boise State. They got they they're playing it right there in your neck of the woods at Las Vegas tonight. Then they're gonna have Nevada and then on the road at CSU to close out the season. They could lose all three of those games. I had sure ultimately could. I think they'll win that game at home against Nevada, but Tough road games starting tonight in Vegas, but even tougher on the road at Colorado State to close out the season. Not going to be a gimme for Boise State to wrap up the Mountain West Conference this week. And if you're going to make a bet in this market, maybe the play is on Colorado State. It's 7-1 to one because they will have that last game with Boise State to wrap up the regular season schedule. And maybe that would be the team that would have the best chance at that point. Uh, Texas Tech, 41-33 to over TCU. They are 8.5-point favorites in the live market. Duke and Syracuse, just about 15 seconds left before they go to the half. And it's been all Duke, 51 51- to 34 but Syracuse is starting to come back and like I said earlier make this a little bit less embarrassing now they are just 18 and a half point underdogs in the live market it was not that long ago that they were 27 and a half point dogs in the live market they closed as seven and a half point underdogs before tip-off in this contest in the Carrier Dome when we come back we'll shift over to the NBA as we roll along inside the green zone at VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.